September 7, 2008, First Church and Parish in Dedham, Swimming in the Waters of Life, the Reverend Raleigh Weaver. Have you ever listened to the sound of the rain, the soft and gentle tapping of drops on a rooftop? Last night was a perfect example of a sweet and gentle rain that can lull you to sleep. Rain that can nourish our earth and provide us with the true nourishment we need to survive. But we have had examples this summer of rainstorms that are not so gentle. Rains that are combined with lightning and thunder and deliver water enough to overpower rivers and flood basements. So I think it is important to acknowledge that while rain is often needed to fill our rivers and water our plants, it can just as easily overpower us. This year, in fact, we've had so much rain Farmers and gardeners in our area were reporting the rotting of plants and lower than normal harvests. Not to mention the problems created by relentless rain and wind that comes in a hurricane. It is hard to find anything good to say about water that displaces two million people in the Gulf Coast region. It is hard to find anything good to say about heavy rains that caused the outbreak of cholera in Namibia in southern Africa. And it is hard to find anything at all romantic about water that has relocated more than three million people in India in the worst monsoon season in recent memory, displacing the poorest citizens who live among the banks of the Kazi River. It is equally difficult to find anything good to say about drought conditions that dry up our rivers and streams like last year. As we bring our water forward, today for our water communion, I think it is important for us to acknowledge that water can be equally healing as it can be destructive. That having too much water or too little water creates an imbalance in our world. Your water from vacations has, I hope, healed you and refreshed your spirit in ways that renew and energize you all year long. But in our bowl today, this bowl of water that we will use to mark the naming of newborns in the coming year. In this bowl, I want to also offer the truth about water, that we need water to nourish the earth, but it can also overpower the earth. And not having enough water or enough clean water can cause all kinds of trouble as well. In most religious traditions, water has been considered to be a purifier. Ritual baths and baptisms are used to clean a person and to help them regain their wholeness. In a more basic way, we all use water to purify our external bodies by taking showers and baths. And we purify our internal body by drinking eight glasses of clean water per day. And let's not forget about crying. Crying can bring relief. There's an old Jewish saying, what soap is for the body, tears are for the soul. Crying, too, is a way of purifying your heart and of releasing yourself from suffering. In fact, in Japan, crying has become the new fad for dealing with stress. Stressed out businessmen and, and housewives and teenagers alike go alone or to a room in a cafe in which they rent out 
an intimate room by the hour and watch a tear movie, which is a sad movie made specifically to make them cry. After a good sob, they report feeling refreshed and emotionally cleansed. This has become such a popular form of stress relief, clubs have been created to meet this need, charging approximately to $10 a visit. While crying in response to physical pain is a common reaction among all mammals, humans are the only animals to cry in response to emotional trauma. Allowing room for our tears is an important part of emotional healing. Not being able to cry when you are sad or having no place to cry can leave you feeling as dry as a river in a drought. It is my hope that we offer a safe place to bring our tears, both to this church and to our water bowl today. The waters of life are not perfect. They bring us all kinds of beauty and all kinds of sadness. And the only real problems arise when we cannot accept it all. Life is sunny days and rainy ones, gentle rains and violent storms, dry times and wet ones. The courage to stay open and awake to all that life has to offer is the gift I hope First Church and Parish in Dedham offers to every person who enters its door and to every baby it baptizes. I am constantly amazed at people who can return to their homes after a catastrophic hurricane or stay and weather out a long drought season, knowing that there is a good chance the same problem will arise again. I can understand not having the resources to go anywhere else, and I can understand the desire to go home. But how do you live fully at home without being stymied by the fear that the same trauma you experienced before will come again? And yet what Philip Simmons is suggesting in our reading today is that the challenge lies not in dividing the difficulties from the beauties, but instead by living fully in the ambiguity of both. And that is the true question for each of us as individuals and all of us collectively as a church. How do we maintain a calm center when we live in the midst of a raging storm? Where do we stand on solid ground as riverbanks overflow? My most favorite metaphor for meditation is the one we use today. Focusing on the bedrock that lies beneath the river is a powerful life-enhancing prayer. Paying attention to the nourishing waters or the rough seas that flow over us is a way of waking up to where you are. Knowing in our hearts that there is some part of us that will never ever be swept away with the rush of water, no matter how strong the storm may be, and paying attention to if and how we are nourished by the waters of our lives is an important way to stay grounded. Keeping an eye on our core nature and being aware of the current that flows over it and through it helps to awaken us to the truth of our lives. I believe the danger in our culture is that we are focused on the quick fix and we are given the impression that we are supposed to feel happy all of the time. I think focusing too much on the light can keep us from acknowledging the truth of life. Sure, there is sunshine. We naturally want to baptize our children with the sunshine of life. 
But the truth of life is there is also sadness and disappointment and grief. Finding ways to navigate through the rush of sadness and disappointment without losing the ground of your spirit is the gift of being present in the now. Finding the support for the journey is why I hope we come together, rowing together so that we can help each other and those outside of our walls to navigate their way through the storms of life is a big part of what makes us a church. So let us bring our waters to the table, knowing that through good times and bad, we row together. May it be so, and welcome home.